All right, everybody, welcome back to Stories from a Mountain Town podcast. This is your host, Tyler Meany, and today with me I have none other than Joe Osterbauer. Joe, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Uh, so Joe is a... Very, when I say longtime friend, I really mean it with Joe. I have probably... I've literally known him since he was born. Um, his dad and my dad have been best friends since like elementary school. Mm-hmm. So, uh, him and his siblings and me and my siblings have basically been closer than a lot of my cousins are, um, throughout the years going to the cabin, coming to Jackson, all the stuff. Yeah. You guys are like a second family to me. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Joe is out here spending some time hanging out. He just graduated from from college at, um, the university of Minnesota Duluth. So congrats to that, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so with that, we will get into our, um, Earned it hazy IPA from Snake That's River right. Brewing. Yep. Uh, shown to the camera. This is Joe's. Uh, this is your favorite of the Snake Rivers you've had, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And my can, if you're looking in the camera, it's a little dented up <laughs> because when we went to pick it up, we did a little <laughs> tour day Jackson um, on the bikes, just hopping around to some spots to get drinks and grabbed a six pack uh, for the podcast when we were at the brewery. And it when a couple of these fell off the bike we were hauling them in so mine's a little dented so let's see how fizzy this gets i'm gonna do it away from yep. the from good all idea. the devices this might, uh, this might explode no no oh. no we're good all right we're good it must have had a little crack in it before all right we're good joe all right all right mine's good too oh a little yeah. foam looks a little foam on the top a little foam that happens at altitude um, so I got a request from from our server today that to talk about how all the stickers or all the labels on the cans now are stickers. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take this off. We talked about this before on the pod, but I just thought we should bring it up again. Um, it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take mine off too. So all of them are local artists. Oh, mine's all fucked up because of the, the dented. So they're all local artists. And then... And mine's not coming off. There we go. So what does it show on the back, Joe? It shows like a map of the Snake River. Yeah, so on the can itself, it, uh, you, we have the Snake River uh, logo. Yeah. And then it shows kind of a map of uh, Wyoming, and it kind of shows how the Snake River kind of uh, snakes through the whole states, and it shows kind of some of the major cities here on the can. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and for those who don't know, the Snake it starts, I think it starts up in like Jackson Lake or up in the park, in the National Park here. And um, it flows through Jackson and then goes into Idaho and goes through uh, like Twin Falls, Idaho, Pocatello, Idaho. Mm-hmm. And then it goes over to the Columbia River. I don't know where it picks that up in, but then that, that flows in through Portland and then into the ocean. Yeah, now that I'm looking at the can a little closer, it looks like it's it's kind of like a tilted map, but it shows just the border of Wyoming kind of the start of the river and then it shows yeah. Jackson and then how it kind of goes into Idaho and then kind of does like a, a U through it. Yeah. Um, so, so we're on the continental or near the continental divide. So mm-hmm. like the, when you drove in through Togarty pass, that's where the continental divide is. So everything West of that pass flows to the Pacific and everything East of it flows um, to either the Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic o- ocean, which is, kind of the Atlantic Ocean all. So, but yeah, little geography lesson for you guys today. <laughs> um, and, you, and you said that the, the label can be a sticker? Yeah, yeah. You can like, 
uh, tear oh, off these yeah. side pieces. I see. And then just the middle, the the cool label part is okay. so you the can, sticker. Like, kind of take off the part yeah. where it has the like the ingredients, and then yeah, and they're they're awards. Here, so then two time. What does it say? Two time small brew of the year, Great American yeah. Beer Fest. So now you just got kind of the the uh, front facing. I think logo. the camera turned off. Hold on one sec. Keep talking. Yeah. So this is a cool logo. It looks like it's kind of got a nice fade. It's a, a hiker hiking up the mountain with a dog. Kind of what Tyler, <clears throat> kind of what Tyler does here. And it looks like he's got some skis, so I'm sure he'll be skiing down the mountain once he gets to the top. All right, um, all right, we got no camera for today. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Um, but this is the earned it, I earned it hazy IPA. And yes, this was the uh, all the few I've had. This is this is the my most favorite one. For sure, Joe. Tell the people about yourself a little bit. So uh, yeah, so I'm from uh, Minnesota. Uh, the Twin Cities, just North Minneapolis area. Uh, I grew up in Arden Hills uh, with my family and uh, an older brother and older sister. And I uh, went to uh, University of Minnesota Duluth, which is kind of the most. Uh, it's like a northern port town. You know, if you think of, if you can picture like uh, Lake Superior, it's kind of like the the, the point where it kind of comes down into Minnesota. There's a little port city there. And I went to uh, school there for the last four years, and I was living there for a while. And uh, I graduated this spring. And um, what, kinda, deg- what degree do you have? So I got a, a degree in marketing. I majored in marketing with a focus in sales, and then I also got a minor in communication as well. Um, so I hope to kind of go into a, a sales, the uh, business and sales field uh, with that. Um, but it's been uh, it's been kind of bittersweet living Duluth. You know, I always it's a it's a smaller town than what I'm used to living up in. So I yeah, uh, I don't, you know, I was kind of always eager to kind of get back to get back to the Twin Cities once I graduated. But once uh, once it kind of gets to the end of the line and uh, it was actually time to move back, I, I was I was very sad because um, I, I'm really gonna miss Duluth. It was a it was a great town to live in and. Uh, and would be sad because you know uh, a couple of my roommates are still living up there, and you know as 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 fun as it is to kind of get back into the cities and you know kind of start the next uh, chapter in my life, I'm I'm gonna miss it a lot because you know there's a lot of good memories um, living up there, and it was a it was a very fun town to live in. There was there was lots to do, you know, outside of just school and and living and working. I yeah I, I missed it too. That was that's a good point about the other stuff to do when I was picking colleges. It, um, I didn't want to go somewhere like for football and end up in a, in a shitty town with nothing to do, but just drinking and football. I wanted like, I know, I knew that there could be potential for football not working out or an injury or something of that sort. And I just wanted to have things to be able to do outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. and Duluth has everything, whether, it, you know, for me, it's the, uh, it's the the wintry a- activities, just hiking or being in the snow and snowboarding at Spirit, and, and then being like it's like it's like fifty minutes from our cabin. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of just like random Mondays or like random days where I just head over to the cabin and hang out for a little bit because it was just like a fun thing to do. So that was Duluth is amazing. If if anybody is listening that hasn't been to Duluth or and likes kind of the outdoorsy vibe this is this town is everything it's like a, it has a ton of breweries mountain bike trails mm-hmm. hiking trails you can go down the lake you can rent lake you can rent boats you can rent you can go it has the longest what do they say uh park point is it's like the longest 
natural sandbar in the world or some shit. Wow, I didn't know that. Or like one of the longest. Hmm. Yeah, it's wild. And the nice thing about Duluth, it is a tourist town mainly like in the summertime. Um, you know, every every weekend's usually down at Canal Park. That's kind of like the, the hot spot for mm-hmm. uh, tourism. And um, it's kind of right down, it's right on the lake. And that's kind of where the... Uh, it's got the that's where the lift bridge is and that's kind of the sign one of the Duluth signatures is that lift bridge yeah um, that's kind of you know if you've seen any kind of logo or anything having to do with Duluth that usually has that lift bridge in it and you can get a good view of that and that's uh it's really cool you can go right down by the lake and um, there's a ton of shipping boats that come in and out it's a it's a huge port city so I know you, you see boats coming in from all around the world and they, you know, they make their way through the Great Lakes, and then they come into Duluth, and uh, you can you can see the lift bridge go up and down all all day long, and you know it's not just uh, you know big boats like that that come through, but you know sail. There's a big sailboat club up there as well. So you, mm-hmm. you uh, once a day a week, I, I'm not sure what day it is, but they have like a big sailboat club meeting, and you can see them out all in the bay, and it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to see them. It's more like an ocean port town yeah. than really a lake town mm-hmm. because i mean lake superior i don't know the numbers but it's the largest lake in the world and the ships on there do come from the ocean do come from everywhere in the world mm-hmm. and go everywhere china, in the world you see a bunch of them that say china on them it's yeah chinese <laughs> language like yeah like europe like everywhere you around can, the world yeah so it's and it's actually like directly connected to the ocean so it really would feel more like um an ocean port town than it would if you just mm-hmm. if you heard the word lake yeah, absolutely, and it, exactly. It is a lake, but it's so big that it acts like no other lake. It's a. Uh, it kind of has like an ocean aspects to it because it's so big. And uh, yes, yeah, so it's always just a little bit colder near the lake. It's mm-hmm. got uh, lake effect snow, like you probably heard about with the Great Lakes. It's you can surf on it. There's not mm-hmm. a tide. I don't think there's not like a like a tide like the ocean, but there's. Um, depending on the direction of the wind, there kind of is a tide. Like if the wind is mm-hmm. blowing like into Park Point, mm-hmm. it'll be like, you know, it'll be like high tide and like high waves and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if it's blowing out, then it's like really calm. Like there's actually days where it's like glass out there, which is surprising, you'd think. Yep, yeah, it really changes. Uh, it, it really changes throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the week. You know, some days it'll be like totally calm. And um, even if you're not going to the lake, a lot of the roads around Duluth, um, you can you can get a clear view of the lake, so you can kind of get yeah. an idea of like what's going on. And some days there'll be there'll be white caps going all over the all over the the bay, and mm. it, it, you do not want to be out there on a boat. Um, <laughs> you gotta be very brave. Um, but there's other days where it's totally calm. Uh, one thing, uh, one kind of funny thing about Duluth is when it was so when I was living up there this springtime, um, it was like a beautiful day. It'd be like 75 degrees and we'd be up by our house, kind of up more on lakeside away from the lake. And it was like, all right, 75 degrees. It's a great day. Let's, let's go to the beach. It's, a, it's, a, it's great weather. It's raining at the beach. <laughs> and then we would, uh, we would all get in the car all happy. And then we'd drive down to the lake and we would get down to the beach and it's, it's like a 20 degree difference. We'd yeah. get down to the beach and it's like 50, 55 degrees. And we're all sitting on the beach in our t-shirts and we're like, Oh, we're having a good time out here, even though we're kind of cold, but but uh, but yeah, the lake has a, a big effect on the weather. It uh, you know uh, being out here in Jackson, it'll be you know uh, about 50, you know fifty fifty five degrees in the morning and the evening, but during the day it could be up to seventy. So you kind of have like that fluctuation of uh, of uh, you know temperature and weather throughout the day. But the lakes, the Great Lakes, they do a, a good job of kind of 
keeping the uh, the intensity or the uh, the peaks and they they kind of regulate the temperature mm-hmm. a lot more. So uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But it's insanely variable weather. Like uh, when I when I would play football in the fall, we would have practices where it, we would range from sunny to raining to snowing to foggy. <laughs> In one two-hour practice, yeah. and we'd see everything, and we're just like, oh, "What yeah. else is there?" We just went through all four seasons in two hours. Yep, there's definitely been days where it's, uh, you know, it starts out, it's, you know, cloudless skies, and it's nice and sunny and warm, and then yeah. the clouds roll in, and then it starts to rain, and then it gets a little chilly, and then, and then it starts to. There's even been days where it starts to snow, and you're like, "Wow, it was it was beautiful yeah. and sunny four hours ago, and now it's snowing." And just and just frigid cold in my my sophomore year in Duluth, um, there was uh, like thirty five days in a row of below zero, um, uh, and and it, w- it went like far below zero most of the days. So we would get towards the end of it when it started to warm up back up again, we'd get to like zero degrees or like plus one plus two, and we're like out snowboarding, being like, "Wow, this is balmy." <laughs> And it's just like so fucked up how uh, the human body can adapt to that cold and just come back and be like, nah, we're good at like minus, we're good at mm-hmm. like plus one now. It's definitely a city where you, you want to have like a change of clothes in your car or wherever you're going. Like yeah. it, you, you, you could walk out your out of your house in a sweatshirt or in a, a shirt and shorts, but like mm-hmm. you want to make sure you have like a, a, a sweater or like some kind of jacket just in case wherever you're going, it's because it, it could be cold. Yeah. Okay. I think the the camera is being weird. I'm going to try to see if we can figure this out again. Okay. Uh, Joe, can you talk about why why did you pick Duluth? Was what about Duluth attracted you, and what about the school attracted you? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, we've so we had a family friend uh, that Vince. He lived in Duluth for a while, and you know when I was younger, we would always take trips up to Duluth. Uh, for Grandma's Marathon, that's uh, one of the big events that go on up in Duluth, uh, a big marathon that runs all the way, um, kind of from like Two Harbors area all the way through like the all the way down the uh, the North Shore. You got a nice view. Of, it's like a nice scenic uh, r- uh, highway that the um, the marathon runs on. So uh, we'd always go up there for there. And our, we our family friend had a, a house right on the uh, right as on one of the mile markers. And we'd always sit out there and watch the runners run by. And he was an artist, so he would sell art and to people that are running by. And he would uh, he would offer the um, he'd always have like a cooler full of beer. So if there was like a runner that was just kind of more casual and just wanted to like take a break and yeah. have a beer, then we'd kind of just sit there and have a beer with them and kind of just chit chat. Um, but that was kind of the first times I would go to Duluth, and you know it was a. Uh, it's about two hours. Away. It's like exactly two hours away from my my house down in the city. So mm-hmm. it's it's you know it's uh, it's 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 far enough away where I can kind of have my own space, but it's close enough where if I need to run home for a weekend or even a day, it's it's not that big of a deal just to run home. Um, yeah, but it's uh, a really good distance away. I I I, f- I like th- I like that too when I went there. Um, the listeners, I went to a school that's just a mile down the road from where Joe went and he went to the big university in the town and I went to the small, the small private school. Mm-hmm. But I felt the same exact way where it was like, I told, like I said, we could go to the cabin on a random night, um, go home for stuff if you needed it or, or have, or like 
it wasn't that big of a deal for Chuck to like come up to or either my parents to come up to watch a football game. So it's like that. It's kind of that perfect distance away. Mm-hmm. If and you like, if you like Minnesota, it's that perfect distance away. Yep. And I, uh, I had a couple cousins that went to Duluth. So uh, whenever I would, I would go home. Or whenever we kind of get together as a family, you know, they would always kind of preach, you know, mm-hmm. UMD. And uh, so that kind of gave me a little inkling. And I toured a couple different schools uh, in Duluth or in, uh, in Wisconsin. I toured like Stout, like uh, University of Minnesota or University of Wisconsin Stout and Eau Claire. And they were okay, you know, but I, what, but when I toured uh, UMD, it really blew them out of the water. Like it was, it was just yeah. so much uh, better. <laughs> really like uh, one nice thing about uh umd is that it's it's like a i kind of think of it as like a it's a one big building where mm-hmm. um every single classroom and building is connected to each other so during the winter time when i was a freshman living in the dorms i, I would wear a t-shirt to to class in the i would wear a t-shirt to class because i never i never mm-hmm. had to go outside for anything and there was a you know and and they're not like and the, the buildings aren't connected by like tunnels, but they're just like so close to each other that you walk down a hallway and you could be in the, you know, in the science building. But if you keep walking down the hallway, you get into like the, the liberal arts school or you keep walking and you're in the engineering or business school. So it's you, you don't have to you don't really have to deal with walking like in the wintertime because it's it's Duluth in, in the wintertime. So it gets, you know, we got yeah. winter from like uh, November to april to like to april yeah and it's cold and snowy outside so like really the only time you're outside during the day is when you're going to and from your house so uh so that's a big benefit is you can you know you're you don't have to worry about going from hopping from building to building outside it's all connected um so i guess that was kind of what the main reason is it was just all the schools are toured it was the best one out of all of them and um, I had some cousins that have went there, so it was kind of you know they kind of uh, hyped it as well. Yeah. So it was uh, it was the best school I toured, so that's why I went there, and it was it was pretty affordable as far it as is, like, yeah. school goes. For sure. And did you go in? Didn't you go in with like a a plan to have like get like an engineering degree or something? Yeah. So right out of right out of high school, I, I was I had this idea that I wanted to be like an engineer, mm-hmm. and really what I wanted to do was like um, work with my hands and. Uh, work on cars really was kind of what I wanted to do and um, I took like a the intro to engineering class and um, the kind of vibe I was getting from the engineering program was like all right yeah it's a lot of math but you're going to doing a lot of your um, it's a lot of it's a lot of math and science and you do all your modeling and everything on the computer mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of like the I think that was the point where I realized that this is I don't want to be an engineer is it was a lot of like uh complex modeling on a computer and i knowing myself that that was i think that was just a little more uh, it was a little more technical than i really wanted to be um so i remember i went to my my met the professor and i was like hey um i'm kind of looking to do something more where i can just kind of talk to a few people and um kind of get work done that way you know i use my you know use my communication skills more for my job versus like mm-hmm sticking my head in a notebook and doing calculations and spitting out a whatever you know kind of some blueprints and my professor's like oh well i mean you can do that as an engineer but you got to be an engineer for probably five ten years until you get some seniority and then you can kind of be more of a consultant and i was like 
eh, okay, but there, there's got to be another way to do it. Um, so that's kind of when I switched to business and uh, when I was a business, so I, and I chose marketing it was just because I figured that that was kind of a, a good starting place to start in business. And uh, that's definitely a good place to start. That's what my degree is in. Yep. So that's kind of what I, uh, I went for and I stuck with it. And uh, that's what I graduated with. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I have no regrets because I, I had a great time in the business school. And I, I, I kind of what I was going back to where it's a lot more uh, your communication skills and being able to talk to people. That's that's a lot of business and uh yeah. i felt like it was a, it was a good fit for what i was looking for definitely and uh depending on your i don't know how they've, the advisors work at umd but the one i had at scholastica he he actually like he was doing he was being a professor as kind of like a pre-retirement job mm-hmm. he already spent like 40 years in a corporate in the corporate world like mm-hmm. you know doing all the stuff that then you teach and I thought that was very important to what I learned because there's a lot of a lot of teachers who just spend their whole life teaching and not mm-hmm. doing what they're teaching. And I thought that set him apart from some of the marketing teachers that I had. Absolutely, I agree with you. And I had the I had the same experience at UMD where um, I'd be in a marketing class, and you know these are they'd kind of start the same way where they'd be like, Hey, you know, I've, I've worked for this company doing uh, marketing and sales and mm-hmm. I worked for this company and I, I consult for this company, you know, Zara, you know, Zara or uh, Cargill, you know, a, a bunch of these big companies. And it's like, okay, wow, these people actually like worked in the field for a while. And, and they're, and they're yeah. kind of older. And I've, I've kind of realized that this is like exactly what you said. That this is kind of just like a, a pre-retirement job for them. And yeah. they, they've kind of done what they wanted to, but now they, they uh, they get a big a bigger kick out of helping young young adults. Kind of yeah, they almost just their... like they're like doing it as like an effort to give back or something. Yeah, exactly. And like it's... they probably get paid plenty, but they just like you know I just want to give back to the next generation of marketers mm-hmm. or business people. Yep, exactly. And it's uh it's kind of like a an easy way because they have all these expertise and it's a way for them to. Like like you said, give back and it uh, kind of influence the next generation of people. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting, and I and I and that was my favorite part is, um, and I really liked like my, my sales professors, uh, John Kratz specifically was one of them. Because John Kratz, shout out John Kratz, shout out to John Kratz from University of Minnesota Duluth. If you yeah. ever have a class with him, you'll love it. Um, but they made it fun to go to class because, you know, they would they would sprinkle in like real life moments where they actually like used their sales skills or marketing mm. skills and they had you like engaged in class and i think that's a an important thing that some professors don't don't have is their ability to like hold people's attention because it's uh, because it's easy to kind of just brush off college classes cuz like a lot of classes they don't take attendance so they don't really care if you go or not um, yeah, especially at a bigger school. Like, what was your average class size? I would say um, biggest class was probably like 200 people. That was kind of like my uh, lower level classes. But when I got to more like my marketing specific classes, it was probably 40 to 50. Yeah, um, that's not so too like, bad. I think uh, our marketing, like junior, senior year marketing classes were like 15 to 30 at the most. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest class I had, I mean, 
uh, marketing's not a big degree at Scholastica, so we didn't have a big class. Mm. Well, like, like the econ class, like freshman year econ classes would be like 50, 50 people in like a bigger room. Mm-hmm. But then like um, any of the science degrees, they'd have to take like uh, anatomy and biology, like those basic science classes. And they'd have like 200 people. Yep, exactly. I think that was like like chemistry, like chemistry one hundred. Yeah, was like the biggest classes, um, but but I think that was one thing that I really I really enjoyed about uh, the UMD was that or like the you know marketing specifically was mm-hmm. going to class was fun and engaging because the professors knew your name and they would they would kind of do like a role like a live role play with you like for yeah. sales or they'd be like oh pick up the phone ring ring you know hi i'm john kratz you know, like to blah, blah, you know whatever nice um, but it was fun to yeah that was a good time that's cool did you ever have any classes where you would like tour any of the businesses around duluth like you did a uh sorry go ahead so um so kind of um so a lot of like our marketing projects uh, kind of like the overarching project for the semester, we would actually pick a small business in Duluth and communicate with them back and forth a little bit and kind of learn a bit more about their business. And then we would actually like produce like a marketing plan or marketing agenda for them where we would look at, you know, their, you know, their odd, what kind of customers come through the door, what, what kind of products they have to offer. Um, and then we would kind of, use what we learn in the classroom and actually like develop a, a marketing plan and like present it to the, to the small business in the class in the city. So one class we picked like a, a coffee shop, like a local coffee shop perk place. And uh-huh. we would look at, we you know, we, our, our job was to go sit in the class or in their store and look at all the customers that come in and out and see what they buy, see what their age is, you know, how many people are working with, you know, how many people are, um, like how big the groups are what are they doing in the store are they just like coming in and buying coffee and then leaving or are they actually coming in and sitting down and doing homework or you know sitting there chatting with friends whatever it may be and then we took all that information and then we would produce a marketing plan for them where we'd say okay looks like all your customers are doing this so you have to you know so we would recommend that you change your advertising or your marketing in such a way where it attracts these customers more um, is that the one that's like by super one on kenwood yep yep yeah. perk place right by uh yeah kind of right by closer to scholastica than uh, umd but uh yeah right by kind of like right in the strip mall right by uh super one right there yeah mm-hmm. cool yeah that that's a great that's a great class we did the same thing where we did um stokey's meat market you ever been okay. there i don't think so they have one kind of in hermantown and then they had one that was like way down woodland like like out of duluth out of town Mm. um but it's just like a a butcher shop meat market type type thing we did the exact same thing where we had um (laughs) the project started where we had like four different groups in the class and there was like there was like uh like a, a a data team an implementation team uh like a leadership team and then like one other kind of team and they all had to work together to be like like let's build a marketing plan for them Mm -hmm. and i was on the leadership team actually alex and i were on the leadership team and we just did everything for Mm -hmm. the entire class because nobody knew what the fuck they were doing and so we just did it all 
And then in another semester, we, instead of doing like a final project, final paper type thing or final test, Mm -hmm. we just found another client and did the same shit for them and then got all the points and wrote a little, did a write up, (laughs) did a write up for that. But like we were doing the stuff that other people were just writing papers on. Mm -hmm. And so our teacher said, yeah, like do that and you'll get like the full points. Cool. So that was like the coolest thing because we're like, I've never been motivated by papers or tests, Mm -hmm. but I was motivated by like doing the actual shit. Mm -hmm. And And, and it's a different experience. Like when you're, when you're actually like working with a company and like doing it like in a real life situation, you you have a different mindset versus, Oh, well I got a paper that's due tomorrow. I guess I'll start it tomorrow night. You know, it's, uh, it's different from studying from a test or doing a paper versus like actually working with a business. Yeah, the the grade never really motivated me, but like real life money motivated me. Mm-hmm. And I know it has since day one. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, which is, and it's really funny that the way things played out is that we were able to, that Alex and I were able to do the stuff that then we turned into a business. Mm-hmm. Like we, we were doing mar- digital marketing for small businesses in in college. And they were like, like two years after we were like, wait a minute, there's still a need here. And that's how we started in Rolls Mini. Mm-hmm. So we're like, shit, we can do this. We did this in college. And we're like, we're smarter <laughs> now than we were then. And so it's just funny how like, you know, if we were in it and someone had told us, you're going to make a business out of this. I'd be like, no, like I didn't even want to do that then. Uh-huh. But I was doing the same shit then. It's just it's just funny how things work out like that. One, one kind of funny thing I, I realized during these kind of projects where... Um, being like the first time doing it, I'm like, okay, great. You know, we're gonna we're gonna help a small business out. We're gonna, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a they don't have the budget or anything for like a, a big marketing team or anything. But like, our, our students, we're gonna come in here and do it for free for them, and they're yeah. gonna be so grateful. But like, <laughs> they never are. But like the the reality is is like, we're not the only kids that have done this. Like there there's been like years and years and semesters and semesters where yeah. students are doing the exact same thing for these businesses. Mm-hmm. So like kind of what it turns into is like we go we walk into these businesses thinking like oh can we talk to the owner like and we're thinking like they'd be so excited to like oh some free marketing business for us great but like they've they've had these same students come in here for for semester like years the same teachers years. doing the same thing every <laughs> single year yeah yep and you could just tell that the, like the the owners are just like oh god here's here's another group of students coming yeah. in here and like wanting to like work with us but really they're just suck there's just this a big time suck and i i don't really care what they're doing and yeah your teacher your teacher walks in and hands them a hundred before you guys come in <laughs> yeah. like you know i'm thinking they'd be all grateful that we're we're here to help them out yeah. for free but really like oh here's some more students just here wasting our time yeah especially <laughs> uh park place because that's in between two the two colleges in the town so like <laughs> Like they probably get it from both directions. It's like they probably got four groups per semester trying to do oh, marketing yeah. for them. <laughs> That's cool though. Yeah, we did other class. We had another class. Um, it was a logistics class, which didn't really interest me, interest me much. But it was like you know, the the details behind how do you get product or supplies from here to there, mm-hmm. or like you know shit like that, and like in timely manner, cost effective manner, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we went and visited the um, the port authority in in the harbor. Mm-hmm. So there's like a you know an authority that manages to make sure everyone's doing their doing the right shit and on time and not smuggling drugs basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the harbor. Um, and uh, what else we got? We went to the, went to the Amsoils 
factory. That was super cool, cool. to see because they're a really big company and they're yeah. actually just they're actually just um, based there. Hey, hey guys, we've got some extra guests coming in. Hello, hello. What are you doing? Because uh, they were in a backpack and on the back of a bike. I don't know. Our uh, the podcast favorite guest Jeff Moberg is in the house right now. Uh, he he was the first guest in the podcast, but he doesn't want to show his face now. <laughs> They're not coming in. Um, so we went to Amazon, and that was super cool because you know they ship worldwide the uh, mm-hmm. oil products and lubricants and shit like that, uh, engine stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're just based out of Superior. Mm-hmm. And it's super sick. Um, and then we went to go. We went to the the paper mill. Have you ever been there? I've never been there, but you, you, you can't go to Luth without driving by it. Yeah, or smelling it. It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost town. <laughs> so that paper mill has b- gone bankrupt and then changed hands. Like it went like five times while I was in college, and I was only huh. there for four years. Um, because you know, people are just using less paper. Right and mass um but they do they now do or we're actually i shouldn't say now <laughs> they probably have changed seven times since i left when i toured it they would make like the very very thin paper that you would print like a magazine or like the um the coupon sheets for like cub on mm-hmm. like that shit and so they'd take it was just super cool because you take this they they take this giant giant roll like this roll like the size of my house of paper mm-hmm and then work it all the way down to the size that, that their client wanted it in. And then they would ship that out into a print, uh, I guess a printing place. But it was just cool to see how how raw of a product they get in mm-hmm. that starts it. And it, and it's funny you mentioned that paper mills because uh, I've heard since, since the COVID's going on right now and um, that they've actually shut down again <laughs> in recent, in recently. So... Uh, yeah, who knows if that's still cooking right now, but I've, I've heard that that's a big part of the loose uh, kind of economy. So if that's yeah. shut down, then that's, that kind of sucks. Um, but that, but you mentioned Amsoil, and that kind of brought me back to uh, the, the, the teachers at UMD. And uh, another benefit of having p- teachers that work out in the field is that they're able to, they still have these connections to people uh, in the business community. So we were able to have guest speakers from Amsoil come in and they were able to talk to us about their latest products and how they, uh, you know, they think of something that they don't have in their line, in their product line. And they're able to uh, kind of walk us through their product or their, their, uh, their process of creating a product and then kind of doing testing and then, you know, marketing of it and, uh, really taking like a, a, an idea something that starts as an idea and talking talking to us students about how they change it from just an idea and then actually like make it into a, a product that is made on an assembly line mm-hmm. um so that was it was really cool to get like a, a real a real world uh, a real real world examples of what we're learning in the classroom and being able to put um and showing how it's it's made in real life yeah that's sick did you ever have did you ever have a class uh where you had to like design a product and like test a product and then like and then like basically have like a little expo about the products like all the groups in the class would have a little expo and Mm -hmm. people could come through and see what you had going on yep yep so what we did is uh that was like our new products classes we had to uh think of a product that's 
hasn't, you know, that's a new product and you kind of, we had to like, uh, think of an idea of how it's going to work. And then we had to make like a, an online survey and then send the survey out to whoever, whoever would take it really. And then, uh, they would kind of give you feedback of like, Oh, this is, this is a, you know, you'd ask them questions like, so my product was a, it was a, a solar panel that you would attach to the top of an electric car. So, so like when your electric car is driving down the road and it's sunny outside, that this solar panel would be, um, uh, generating, uh, you know, generating, uh, power. And then it would just plug right into your battery. So you're kind of like charging your car as you're going. So you had to, so I had to make like a survey about like, how often do you drive? Have you ever considered buying an electric car? You know, kind of like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And, and and kind of a sad part of it, it was like doing, throughout my research, I realized that like people have like thought of doing projects like this, but like yeah. it's it it's not there's not a high enough return on like um you're not generating enough electricity to like really make a difference for a product like this. Um, <laughs> but but that was kind of product that was kind of part of the new product idea where you weren't supposed to you weren't really judged on your ability to make a new product that was going to be great and a, a, a huge hit, but um, you were able to kind of see how an idea, you, you can generate an idea and you kind of go through um, testing and surveying and seeing if there's actually a market that would buy this kind of product. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was kind of just interesting to kind of give you a, an example of how it works in real life. Yeah, yeah, we did the same thing. Um, we didn't do a solar panel. We did a um, Alex and I again. We're in a group, so Alex is the same major as I do. So we're in the same classes, um, basically all of our four years. <laughs> Alex and I went to school. We met right before kindergarten in baseball and went to school cool. together. Every single, <laughs> the, we went to a private school, K through eight, and then chose the same public school for high school, and then chose the same college for college. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in the same major in college, so we've gone to school and yeah, been in classes been like, uh, two since in the pod. <laughs> yeah, since before <laughs> kindergarten. But so he was in the group, and we came up with this like it was like a it was like a how do I say this like a like a date a date rape drug test test kit thing. Okay. Where like it was like a little tab, like you know those hot tub testing water tabs. Yeah, it's kind of like, like a piece of paper. Yeah, with like little squares on it, and like whatever you, color you put it, it in the. It. Yeah, you'd like what we had it like you put it in the drink, and what if it a certain color it would turn if it had like bad drugs in it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a thing now. But like we came up with this, and we like tested it, and we like had made little like fake ass little samples because we didn't really want to pursue it. But yep. more than the outcome of whatever idea you come up with, it's just. It puts you in a mindset to actually work through an idea more than just on the surface level of just like, hey, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think the vast majority of the time that normal humans just come up with one idea out of nowhere, it's not the best version of it. Mm-hmm. So what that did was say, okay, we thought we we decided we're gonna pick this product, the solar panel. We're gonna pick that that solar that product it made you look deeper than it made you go through the exercise of looking deeper into that idea. Absolutely. And I think that's the most valuable part about it because mm-hmm. it's, that takes no ability or no intelligence to just sit out here and just spout off random ideas all day long until the cows come home. The people that do great things are the ones that say, 
I think this solar panel thing is an idea and I'm going to see it through to the end. Mm-hmm. And you did it, you did it in a simulated environment mm-hmm. and same with us. And like, same with all the other, all the, all the business classes that do that all around the country. It just is like their first uh, experience having to dig into an idea that they came up with, which yep. I don't think you have to do. I don't think you have to do like m- m- before or much after, unless you really try to. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with you. And I, I'm, I'm sure you kind of had the same experience where when you, when you first thought of the idea, you, you kind of have like a, an, an inkling of what might be some problem areas. Mm-hmm. And then really when we, when you actually like did the work on the project and did some research, you kind of realized you, you, you realize that there's, there's problems in your idea that you didn't even realize, you know, as mm-hmm. far as, you know, I thought I, for my for solar panel ex- example where i thought it was a great idea but like kind of doing some more research into solar panels you're like well I, I you know i realized that well solar panels are great but they have to be like pointed directly at the sun and the sun moves all day and if you have this thing on a car you're changing directions all day so like yeah. if you it want to have like a swivel head that knows where exactly the sun is. yep exactly if you if you want the if this you want this thing to work great then you have to have some kind of like swivel pad under the under the Mm -hmm. uh under the solar panel on your car that like senses the sun and like adjusts to it as well or you know even the like the efficiency of of like the current technology of a solar panel where how long it has to sit in front of the sun at the perfect angle for it to generate x amount of energy and yeah when you when you put it on top of a car that it's, and if you're it's, it's not really at the optimal angle and you're not really it, it it it'll charge but like it's it's not enough to like make a difference yeah and then if you're not like if you're if it's just sitting there parked and it's not burning any energy then you have to store the energy that you're generating then too mm-hmm. and then, then you have to get into big ass batteries and then mm-hmm. that's there's like two technologies that play there and neither they're kind of both in their in pretty infancy. Mm-hmm. So like in in like twenty five years, when batteries get better and smaller, and when solar panels get better and smaller, more efficient, that could be there. Doesn't mm-hmm. Tesla do that? Doesn't Tesla have something like that? On yeah, there? Teslas they currently have a. Uh, it's like an optional extra, I believe. You can get like you can get on a Tesla yeah. where it's like it's like a copper colored roof, and it does the exact same thing of like the product I was developing, where it it uh, it. it takes solar rays and then it generates electricity for the car um yep and actually like bmw has done that done the same thing a while ago mm-hmm. where they had a solar panel on their roof but it, you know instead of charging the car what it did was it was it was meant to uh power the electronics like in the cabin of the car so like the overheads the overhead lights in like the middle of your car like yeah that's what the solar panel uh charged or like uh, powered use it's powered yes or yeah. like uh the cigarette outlets if you want to charge your phone like that's that's or the, like the radio yeah, yeah or like the radio kind of like the smaller electronic things in your car like that's what it was used for mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've heard about that too mm-hmm. cool so um we said you just graduated um i'm sure you have been asked this question plenty of times what is it like to finish your senior year of college and graduate from college during the biggest pandemic in a, a hundred years. So it, uh, so we'll, we'll go back to like February or like, uh, you know, kind of February when, when it, it went from being just kind of a, 
you know, we're the world's kind of learning about this thing and it's starting mm-hmm. to spread. And, um, I guess I first real, um, where I started to be affected was spring break. So let's call it, mm-hmm. let's call it mid-March. And I had a job and I was working and, um, for a couple of days at work, like all the boss and you know, all the managers and the bosses were kind of getting together and, uh, having meetings all day and you know something was going they were talking about something you know and uh, one day i go into work and uh uh they lay off our our entire like uh business development like the call center so i was like oh "Oh, shit well i'm out of a job now which is (laughs) which sucked at the time um and then it was it was right on spring break when this happened so we didn't even have class but you know, in, in the following days, we get emails from our from our from our uh, chancellor and our uh, you know head of departments, whatever, saying that um, we're gonna be extending spring break for a few days due to the current <laughs> events because we kind of gotta figure out how we're gonna adjust to this because that's kind of right when uh, we started uh, social distancing and mm-hmm. quarantining started to be started to become the idea, and yeah. so. So what really happened was the the second the second half of our semester was completely online, where uh, there was or yeah exactly it was completely online where uh, you didn't go into the you didn't sit in the classroom at all everything was done through a, a Zoom meeting uh, on our computers where you just sit at home and uh, sit in the classroom and. Uh, that was kind of that's kind of how we finished off our our senior year was you have all these classes but we all your professors have to adjust to um, doing this online now and that was just kind of the new reality of it and um, it was a huge bummer because <laughs> um, you know it was it was second semester senior year and um, we were all kind of in class together and you know we you're kind of in like the final that's like second semester senior year that's like your final group of classes and um in like my business class i had three business classes and there was kids that i had in all three classes so we'd go from one class to the next to the next and you really and like we were all kind of in the same boat. We're like, oh, we're all graduating. So like, and that was that was the semester I really got to know all of my uh, classmates, where I was starting to kind of like develop these relationships with them. And oh, how'd you do in that test or you know whatever, um, collaborating on assignments, whatever. Um, so that uh, that was the biggest thing I realized was like all these relationships that I was building were kind of cut off in a way where I'm not going to see any of these people in the day-to-day life anymore. Um, so that was kind of like the biggest bummer was that I don't get to see these people anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we like follow each other like on, on social media. So like we're like connected still, but it's, yeah. it's, it, that's not the same as like being face to face with people. And uh, yeah, it was kind of, so part of everything moving online was there were some professors where they were like, oh, I've taught many classes online before, so this is going to be a piece of cake. Just give me a couple days and we'll have our we'll have everything moved online and it'll be fine. We'll be back to normal. But 
there was a couple other professors where they were older and <laughs> <laughs> they were they had like no idea how technology works where yeah. you get the emails from them and they're like oh well i haven't really figured out how to move this class online yet <sighs> so everyone just kind of hold tight until i figure out what we're going to do for the rest of the semester as far yeah. as like assignments and tests go um so yep so with everything moving online um a lot of the classes we were just able to like kind of just keep normal we'd you know we'd still have class but it's just all taught online now um, but some classes like it was kind of nice being a senior because it was kind of nice being a senior second semester because I, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and I realize that I just have to pass all my classes and yeah. I will be fine but um so like it, it if if senior slide was like a thing it it really like amplified that because now that everything's online and I'm doing everything from home, like, Man. like if there was if there was a uh, an incentive to kind of do it the easiest way possible, then that was kind of even amplified with the yeah uh, doing everything online. I can't I couldn't imagine trying to stay motivated for those classes. I mean, I slid. I actually made the dean's list somehow accidentally my both semesters my senior year, <laughs> but it was because I. It was I was finding classes I knew I was what I was doing because it was marketing stuff. Mm -hmm. But I at the end of that I had a I had a job accepted in February of my senior year, so I would only go in because I liked the people in there, like this, like the teachers. Felt like I owed a, a level of respect to the teachers to go in and and listen to them, um, do their jobs. But man, I couldn't imagine trying to stay motivated if I didn't have to go in. Like if if it was just like be on a Zoom call, do something. Like mm -hmm. man. Yep. That would not have worked for me. <laughs> I, I've always been a good student doing my work. So um, I, 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 uh, I, you know, I, doing the classwork wasn't a big deal. And like you said, you're, you're a senior at this point. You kind of realize how the how the game is played and mm -hmm. how your professors want work. And it was kind of so you're able to kind of do things easier. Um, but there was definitely a couple classes and, and assignments where I was like, eh, who, who cares? Just turn it in. It's fine. Turning yeah. turning this is turning this in halfway done is better than no way done. Yeah. <laughs> like not at all. You know? yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, it was, uh, it was definitely weird. And another thing about, uh, we had to do a, uh, online graduation. Oh yeah. I was just going to ask about that. Yep. So, so you know all this uh through the four years you kind of build up all this like anticipation for like the graduation ceremony and like it's great and you know my family's going to be there and it's going to be awesome because they're going to see me walk across stage and shake whoever's hand and get my mm -hmm. diploma sweet but you know that that all got canceled with uh with the coronavirus going on so we uh so instead of like having a in-person graduation at down at amsoil arena where the umd bulldogs play for hockey uh they decided to do like a virtual graduation so which was a bummer so like okay well and it was gonna be on my dad's birthday actually too so i was like oh, that would have been perfect yeah it would have been a perfect little graduation present for my dad like yeah. oh yeah your, your son graduates college it's awesome you know but yeah, that's uh, great but that got taken away which was a huge bummer um and i was really disappointed because we 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 heard that it was going to be like a virtual graduation and i was expecting some kind of like live we were expect me and my friends were expecting some kind of like live stream event that they would do for mm -hmm. like the graduation where they like reads everyone's name or anything um 
But what they ended up doing was they recorded probably they recorded like four videos and probably like a total content worth of like 40, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then that was, it was like the chancellor talking and a couple other people talking and it's just like a YouTube video. They posted like a, like an unlisted YouTube video they posted and you just like got a link to it and you would just go watch the videos. And that was kind of our graduation ceremony. And it was, where were they, where was the, the reader sitting? Uh, standing they were standing on campus kind of in one of like the uh, kind of like the courtyard areas where yeah. you would just sit there and talk in the microphone our chancellor would sit there and talk mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it was just kind of disappointing you know it uh yeah that's a bummer yeah because mm-hmm. it just like read like your fourth the fourth of names that are near osterbauer and that was it Oh, they didn't even like read anyone's name off or anything. So like what they did for that was what, <laughs> what were they talking about for 45 <laughs> minutes? It was just like, "Oh, obviously this isn't a, you know, it was kind of like, oh, this is we've never seen anything like this before and this is not how we'd wish you guys were graduating into the year, but this is kind of how it is and we want to thank all of our seniors for all their hard work and yeah, yeah, whatever kind of like motivational speech for the seniors there to go mm-hmm. into their next phase of your life and that was kind of the speeches they gave or, you know, how you got to work hard or whatever. <laughs> do, do good, do good with your degree now that you have it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah, be, be thankful for what happened and you know, you, you worked hard for this, be proud of it. And the, the real work begins now kind of speech, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what they did for everyone's name was you had to, uh, you got like sent an email and you had to like go and like fill out a little registration of like, Oh, I'm graduating with this degree. And here's a, you can send in a picture. Here's a picture. And how do you pronounce your name? You know, when they read it off and, and what they, and like under the, all the videos on the, on the page was they had everyone's name listed. So you could like search your name and they would, they would, they had like a pre-recorded name there. They would, they pre-record reading your name and you could click on it and it would say, Oh, so-and-so graduated with this. (laughs) <laughs> but they didn't even pronounce my name right in that. They said, "What did they do?" So my name is Joe Osterbauer, but they said yeah. Joe Osterbauer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yep. So like UMD, figure it the fuck out. Yep. Right in front of my my grandparents. <laughs> like yeah. Sixty, eighty six years old, and they gotta hear Osterbauer on the graduation. Like disrespectful. Come on. How how hard would it be <laughs> to just put up a fucking phone on a tripod in that same setup? And live stream a YouTube thing, and yep. just like maybe maybe well you UMD normally does like two graduations right because it's a big school. Yeah, they usually have like a a, a fall and a you know, like a fall and a spring semester. No, I think I think in the spring mean? they had two different days because it's so big. Um, not UMD. Maybe maybe uh, U of M Twin Cities. Well, either way. Pick like you could do multiple streams if you don't want to read how many <laughs> names at one time, but do just how hard would it be to do a freaking YouTube live stream and say like 2020 UMG graduation ceremony and you have the same keynote speaker mm-hmm. that you normally have have your chancellors have your professors talk. Um, your uh, we had a, we had a Native American yeah valedictorian they can speak because it's not that many people you could stay safe with that mm-hmm. and then just read through the names like. I know it. That probably it sounds kind of lame, but like, it's closer to the real thing, 
and you get that pride out of like hearing your name called on a lot uh, in lot live time in front of all, anybody that's viewing it. Mm-hmm. And it, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a person saying my name. It was it was like a robotic force saying. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's like that's they, the worst. Yeah, it was just. That's not cool. Uh, it was a shit show. Did you hear about? Did did, did you hear any? Of the ways that the any other schools did it, was it similar to that? Um, I I haven't heard about how any other students did it, but Neither have um, I. but that was kind of part of it where, um, we had like a viewing party at my house for it, you know, invited mm-hmm. my grandparents over and my family and a couple other people, whatever. <laughs> um, but I'm like, I'm searching online and I find these these like four videos for it, and I'm like thinking in the back of my head, like I'm thinking they have like a live stream or something. I'm like, yeah there's there's got to be a am i missing like the the live stream right now like am am i missing the main event you know and then i couldn't find it and then afterwards i like was talking to some of my friends and they're like yeah we had the same thought like we we thought there was some kind of live stream too but uh i guess it was just those videos so i i guess i didn't miss out on anything but we were all we were all very disappointed of of how our our uh our college graduation was handled um which kind of sucks but uh, I guess it's it's in the past now, so whatever. Yeah, you have the you Kinda have the piece of paper. At this point, yeah, yeah. Even though, like, I certainly dreaded the ceremony, but it's not really for us. It's for our parents and it's for our grandparents mm-hmm. because they feel really proud about it. Because uh, probably in our generation, it's like almost more weird if weird if you didn't go to college and graduate. Mm-hmm. Where certainly in our grandparents. Uh, generation and then some some in our parents generation not everyone went to college mm-hmm. so it's like a pretty big deal for them mm-hmm. yeah and i i kind of feel like the stand you know uh, our, our parents graduated in 1980 you know and yeah. and back then it was it's it was kind of the standard to graduate from high school and then if you went to college i was kind of like extra i was kind of like extra credit almost where yeah. i i kind of feel like it, currently in 2020 where um graduate you know going to high school and then going to college is is kind of the standard yeah you know so there's that kind of extra in, in the in that 40 years like going to college has be, kind of become the new standard uh education yeah for sure if you don't mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's, a and lot it's not for everyone yeah you know i'm not saying that if, if you don't go to college you're you're dumb or anything like that but it's it's a you know it's just way more it's popular kind of the, it's now. It's kind of the more standard when you when you like apply for a job or something. I feel where it it, it it's kind of that uh, it shows you it shows like another level of commitment that you were able to um, commit to commit to, yeah to commit get a, commit to four, commit four years to something mm-hmm. even though and invest time and money yeah a lot of money yeah a lot of money. There's a lot of people arguing for the idea that because college. Uh, education becomes so the prices can become so inflated that the return on investment for that isn't just not there anymore where since it is so common for everyone to have degrees you may not get a job in your field and if you do it may not the, the price may be so high that it'll, it could take years to pay it back mm-hmm. especially depending on your major like marketing we don't have an issue with that but there's a lot of majors that don't really have jobs behind them Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a that's that's a good point because you know uh, kind of go back to the example we just used where 
back in like 1980, if you had a college degree, like that, that sets you apart from everyone else applying for the same job. Yeah. Whereas today, everyone applying for that job may have the same degree as your college education. So getting a college education is not, that doesn't set you apart. Or that doesn't really get you ahead as much as it it may have mm-hmm. you know, years ago. Yeah, now in a lot of fields you need like uh, master's degrees and extra degrees and stuff mm-hmm. just to uh, create the kind of same separation that you got with a regular bachelor's degree not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, business, I don't think there is that as much. Because you can go in, like, I mean, all you need is that first job. You just need to convince someone, I am I can do this first job. Yep. And the way I did it was, I told the guy that, that hired me, I want to do business to business sales for my career. And that stood me, that put me apart from other candidates who may have had better GPAs, better degree, bigger mm-hmm. college degrees. Mm-hmm. But I said, this is, I know what I, what I want to do and I know this is it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you just have to get that first one. And then once you get into the first one, then nobody gives a fuck about your GPA or your degree. Absolutely. Like besides like a talking point of like, Oh, I went here. I went there. Like, Oh, cool. I went, I visited there. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Then it's just, you do your job and the best one to do your job. Then it's like, you can just, you can get out of what I felt. It was getting out of the shadow of a dumber me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, so yeah, you just got to get that first one. And then in business, you just got to convince one person to give you that first one and then you can, then it's okay after that. Yep. And I, and I totally agree. Like, uh, um, so when I was in school, I worked at a car dealership up in Duluth mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was a sales job and I worked the, I worked at a sales job for about a year, but you're totally right. Where someone's, you, you got to convince someone that's willing to, to take a chance on you where you can just kind of cut your teeth and, and really learn, that the, the the very basics of selling or yeah. and and business where you kind of you kind of realize that um how the how the process works and um i i i think i learned more working in that job it, it was very beneficial for me to go to school and then after school go work at the car dealership and learn and, and kind of put into um, put into practice what I just learned in the classroom as far mm-hmm. as like selling or marketing and whatever into and, and like how it works in the real world. And um, that, that kind of first year of experience, I feel like working at the car dealership, I feel like I learned more about uh, marketing and sales and how to talk to people and present product and talk to them and find out what they need uh, mm-hmm. more than, than I did in school. So I think that was a, a, a very valuable uh, a very valuable time that I spent learning uh, business. Yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah, it's not like really take a chance though, because um you're certainly intelligent enough for a whole lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. And you're certainly qualified enough. It's um the having your degree in hand it's just kind of that it's almost a certification of like you know you can get you can get your driver's license that means you're certified to operate a vehicle mm-hmm. you can get certified in 
I just realized my sister is certified in Salesforce. I didn't realize that was a thing you could do in college. So she's she can show maybe a, f- a physical certificate or a virtual one off and say, I am proficient at operating Salesforce. Mm-hmm. Your degree is just the same thing of saying, I'm proficient at, for us, marketing concepts, business concepts, sales concepts, communication concepts. And it's just kind of that that base. Now it's a base level certification saying, I at least know a little bit about these con- these things. They still know in the grand scheme of things, you don't know shit because you're a college graduate, <laughs> yeah. but you don't yeah. know shit and neither does any of the other applicants. Uh-huh. So it's there's multiple there's there's numerous ways to prove that you know the information and a college degree is one of them mm-hmm. uh, and is a is a very common and, and a good one mm-hmm. but yeah um let's see here we are we're past an hour joe All just right. like that um let's wrap this up because we got some friends outside uh so joe i've been wrapping up this has been great talking about i haven't i've been out of college for four years i think almost four years um so i just haven't really i don't i don't really have any like friends that are still doing it a couple of them are like ending like grad school stuff yep. law school but that's different because you're like more like an adult then mm-hmm. um but it's been good i've mailed i haven't been able to like talk duluth in a while i miss duluth greatly being out here um but yeah so what i've been doing with these episodes lately all the episodes that i've done during covid stuff is uh share like a little tip for the listeners to do to keep them from being bored whether that's like i've been talking about the books i've been reading uh last week Haley said she's been doing puzzles mm-hmm. um give a little like a, whether it's a health tip or a mental tip to listeners of like what you've been doing to stay sane during this definitely yeah uh i definitely have i've taken this time i've realized that with this going on um people are at home a lot more and mm. personally I've had a lot more uh, me time and personal time. And with it, I, I've, I've felt that it's, it's a great time to uh, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And a, a way I've been doing this is uh, reading. So what I've been doing is making it a habit of, excuse me, every day to take, just take a chunk of the time, whether it's 20 minutes or, if if I'm lucky, I can commit an hour to it, or I'm just sit down and and read a book. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing I've been I've been reading uh more about like uh like autobiographies or like uh, business books. Um, one of the bo- one book I got to finish was the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, autobiography. And Doesn't it have a cool name? What's it called? Um, Total Recall. It's really? Called. Yep. I thought it was like something about pumping iron. Um, he has multiple books oh. and that's, that's one of his books about like, it's, it's, uh, that's pumping iron is one of his books about, uh, bodybuilding. Oh. Uh-huh. But, uh, total recall is more about, uh, how he started out as being a, a boy li- growing up in Aus- Austria and becoming like a, a soldier in the Austrian army. But he'd realized he discovered his, uh, his love for bodybuilding and, um, started competing in Austria being a bodybuilder. And then he had this dream of moving to America when he had this opportunity to, uh, so it kind of tells a story about moving to America as a Austrian immigrant and learning English and uh, becoming a body, uh, professional bodybuilder and then moving on to a uh, movie star and then eventually a politician and um, kind of showing his journey. But um, anyway, it just kind of, 
it shows that you can kind of do whatever you want if you put your mind to it because he was so dedicated to what he was doing. Yeah, um, sure. But I've been, but uh, other books I've been reading, but uh, you know, other books I've just been kind of reading about are uh, um, the Eagles, uh, the Eagles, Don Felder, the the guitarist, you know, kind of what it's like being a rock star. Oh, that's that'd be cool. Uh huh. That was a cool book to. That was a. I did that on audiobook actually. So that was. So that's kind of one thing is um, another part of. Uh, back to how I spend my time in, uh, COVID, in this uh, COVID era, um, going for just spending a lot more time outside because um, I've kind of had time to kind of slow down a little bit and kind of uh, plan my day out a little more. Mm-hmm. So part of it, what I would do is go spend some time outside, and um, I'd go for like when I was living in Duluth, they have the the Munger Trail, which is a nice. I want to say it's probably like 120 miles long. It runs all the way from like um, Duluth all the way down to Hinkley, which is like an hour drive going yeah. 80 miles an hour. So that's a, yeah. a big long trail. So what I would do is uh, go for a nice rollerblade ride and pop in my headphones and put on an audio book and um, just kind of rollerblade for an hour or two and just kind of do some, you know, learning and listening or uh, so that's one thing I've been doing as well. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want, you can take Crushing It right now. Uh, have you, do you have any interest in reading Gary Vee's Crushing yeah, It? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll check it out. Or Super Freakonomics, another good business book I have up there. I've, uh, I've read the first Freakonomics book, but uh, I don't think I've gotten into the second one yet. Yeah, so it's the same idea of just like really weird economical stories. Yeah, and, like, I'll why probably do that happen. one before this one. Yeah, um, but yeah, for sure. We'll deal with that later. Yeah, but. we'll do that later. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, um, Joe, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks for chatting about school and graduating in, in a pandemic. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. It's it been, was it's been fun talking for sure. It's definitely a bummer you didn't get to have your ceremony, but you will never forget your the way your graduation was and what the and the world that you graduated in, and that's something that sets you and the people that graduated with you apart from every generation, every grade, mm-hmm. except for the people in like nineteen twenty. So Absolutely. that's something very special about your your grade and something that I'm sure everyone will ask you in years to come. Mm-hmm. Great. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. So that's an episode, everyone. Um, go read a book. Go rollerblade. Find an audio book. Yep, go outside um, and, and experience some nature and get yeah. some fresh air. And drink sunlight. some Snake River Brewing yes. beer. Yes. I recommend the Hazy IPA. Yeah. Earned it. Earned, earned it. it IPA. It's one of my favorites. It's Joe's favorite. We love it. We love Snake River. And go to the go to the brew pub. It's fully open. You have to go. You have to see a, a host to get seated. But they're fully open, outside, inside menu. Mm-hmm. New. We thought we had the wings today. We had bu- buffalo cauliflower that was delicious. Mm-hmm. Beer delicious. They're great. They're a great partner of mine. So yeah, that's an episode. Everyone have a good week. Thank you.